Welcome back, everybody. I'm finally back with the Universal's Door podcast. And so on this show, we're going to be discussing uh, and showing video, pictures, and uh, playing audio reviews of the following. Uh, first, we're going to start out with the uh, NBC Pub and Grill at Sin City Walk. And Connor and I ate there just about two weeks ago. I had the Cuban meatloaf sandwich, and he had the Grand Slam hamburger. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, your surroundings, and show you some video of the restaurant. Next, we move into Diagon Alley, where we do a live review of the Warm Butterbeer and Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice. We stick around then in Diagon Alley for a little while longer. We review the just-opened, right before we got there, Sugar Plum Sweet Shop, and uh, I'll show you some video of that. We then head on over into King Kong, Skull Island. I'm going to show you some updated construction video that I had just taken while I was there. It was a rainy day, so it was a little tough to get the video, but uh, you'll get a good idea of what's going on there. And next, we go into uh, we went, went up the walking path that goes actually from the parks over to the uh, Cabana Bay Resort. But along the path, we filmed Sapphire Falls and the latest construction video on it. Remember, that's supposed to open in July. And uh, last then, I'm going to end up doing uh, uh, talking about the new land purchase of uh, 475 acres that was just made by um, Universal. And I'm going to do some overhead shots. We'll box it out and give you uh, an idea through video uh, as to where this is actually exactly at. And it'll give you a good idea of what, what they're looking at, how far it is from the other parks, things like that. So in case I didn't say it before, this is an overlay video show. So you can listen to the show. You're going to get a lot of information to it through the podcast. But if you want to uh, get uh, the full enhancement of the show, you just go on to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash these amazing places. And you can uh, watch the video along with the show. So anyway, hope everybody has been doing well. It's been a long time since I've done one of these. I hope to get a lot more done here pretty soon. All right, we'll be right back. This is show 351 for the week of February 7th, 2016. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Okay, everybody, it's good to be back. Uh, we actually, we, meaning Connor and I, were just uh, in the Universal Parks and uh, on the property about uh, a little less than two weeks ago. So everything you're about to hear came from here and see came from that visit. We're going to uh, start off actually with, uh, I got a picture here of, we went into the NBC Pub and Grill and we ate in there for lunch. It was actually a very rainy day as you'll see in a little bit of the video. Uh, let me go ahead and just put that up here. You can take a look at that. Okay, as you can see, this is a nice, large restaurant. Um, wasn't very busy while we were in there, even though it was raining. 
price-wise, it's uh, not too bad. You can actually find better deals in some place within uh, uh, CityWalk. But food-wise, you couldn't beat it. Um, Comfort-wise, you couldn't beat it. Everybody was very polite. Uh, great service. Uh, we were in and out and enjoyed our time there. Uh, while we were there, Connor actually got the, um, the Grand Slam hamburger. That was a $20 hamburger, which is uh, kind of expensive, but this thing is actually pretty large. Uh, that's probably an understatement. It is two half pound beef patties, applewood, smoked bacon, cheddar cheese, butter bib, lettuce, tomato, crispy Tabasco onions, barbecue ranch, toasted on a brioche bun. So that was actually, Connor can eat quite a bit, and that was pushing it for him to just try to get the, through the entire thing. So as I said, that was a $20 sandwich. Uh, let's see here. I got the Cuban meatloaf, which was hot pressed meatloaf, ham, Swiss cheese, uh, pickles, mustard, and Cuban bread. Very good. Uh, it was also something a little different, I thought, on the menu. Enjoyed it a bunch. So as you saw there, you can see the pictures of each one. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, if I had to compare this kind of restaurant to somewhere else, and there is, an, and there is not a comparison, I'd go to Cowfish. And you're going to get the same kind of hamburgers and stuff there, probably with a little uh, more eccentric menu. So anyway, uh, really good place. I would definitely recommend anybody go in there, check out their foosball tables. As you can see here, these are actually tables that you can eat on uh, while playing foosball. And we actually sat and watched people do that while we were uh, just sitting and uh, eating our meals. So anyway, uh, you can see, though, by the menu that there is actually a lot of other stuff on the menu that you might enjoy. They also do a lot of red carpet events here uh, for sporting events, for all kinds of things. So there's video I'm sure you'll catch out there on YouTube of Bob Costas and a lot of other people that were there for the opening of, uh, of this restaurant. So anyway, get in there, check it out. It's another addition to uh, Universal's City Walk. All right, next we head into Diagon Alley. And I'm going to play you uh, first a review here that Connor and I did. We got the warm butter beer, and we also got Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice. So uh, definitely these were the next couple things that we wanted to try out while we were there. And so we did that. You'll hear the prices. you hear what we thought of uh, each thing. And before I uh, jump into the live review there, I wanted to let you know that warm butter beer, from what I understand, is going to be available now all year long. So it has only been a cool weather thing, stuff like that. But I think they're going to start offering it all the time. Um, actually, probably if you like coffee, a lot of people may actually even like this on a hot day. So anyway, let's jump uh, into the parks here with Connor and I, and you'll hear a review. Okay, Connor and I are here in Diagon Alley, as you can hear around us. We just drank the uh, warm butter beer. Wanted to give you a quick review of it, and then Otter's fizzy orange juice so first the butter beer the warm butter beer Connor give me your impression oh, I loved it it's yeah the froth on top is like a it's cold and then as you get underneath the froth you taste the like, butterscotchy the warm butterscotch yeah, it's it's delicious it's really really good uh, it doesn't taste exactly like the frozen but it's got its own taste it tastes a lot like it it's rich and creamy delicious uh, I think that was 525 for the cup. Uh, it's like a small, well, not a real small coffee, but let's say a medium coffee. Next is the Otter's Fizzy Orange Juice. Uh, okay, to describe this, it's obviously orange juice. It's like a thinner type orange juice with carbonation in it. Uh, around the, so then they put a slice of orange on the top of it, and around the rim 
of the uh, cup, they put brown sugar and cinnamon, which to drink that, to taste the brown, brown sugar and cinnamon with the drink, makes it amazing. So. It's a strange combination, but it is honestly one of the best things I've probably ever tasted. Yeah, really it's, good it's stuff. It's different, but good. And that is uh, 552 for that. So, uh, all right, well, uh, we're going to be visiting Sugar Plum Sweet Shop, which is the new um, uh, candy shop here in Diagon Alley. It's kind of the sister to Honey Dukes over in uh, uh, Hogsmeade. So we will be doing, some, be doing some video of that so you'll get to see that also. All right, be back in a little while. Okay, uh, so very good stuff. As I said, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, we're trying to get in there and try out as many drinks as we can on each trip. Uh, we'll be back there again in September. Hopefully we'll hit through the rest of the drinks that there are unless they add additional things. Uh, speaking of drinks, too, let me throw in there. Uh, the um, We actually tried out the refillable cup. I think for one day it was $13.85. And uh, you, it's great if you want to fill up at each one of the uh, Coke Freestyle stations as you go through the park. So um, we did give that a try. Didn't get a lot of use out of it, but that's only because I don't drink soda. Connor does. But he was busy trying other things also. Uh, he did try the, the Celebrity Fizz, which is like their latest thing in the freestyle machines, and uh, said that it was very good. But uh, we'll try that again next time. Maybe we go in, we'll get a cup maybe for a couple of days this time and, and give other stuff a shot. So there's freestyle machines, though. They're all over the park. So if you've got a cup, you're thirsty, that's a way to take care of uh, take care of that thirst while you're in the park. So without purchasing you know, a $5 drink every single time that you uh, want something to drink. Okay, next we're going to head into Sugar Plum Sweet Shop. In case you don't know what this is, it's actually just like the um, uh, sweet shop over in Hogsmeade, which is called uh, Honey Dukes. And we've actually been into it. Candy-wise, this one sells the exact same thing. Uh, this actually takes up the space, as you'll see here, where the Photoshop used to be in uh, Diagon Alley. So it's smaller. Uh, it's kind of connected to the... Uh, uh, Weasley Brothers shop here. In a way, you can walk and connect from one to the other walking through them. Uh, nice, quaint little shop, as most of them are. Uh, plenty of candies. We've tried the uh, oh, Flying WYSIWYGs and the Chocolate Frogs. Uh, let's see here. The There's a Bonbon. I did not try them. I got Bonbons for Roy. And I got, uh, for Adam, the Chocolate Flies. And Adam said, the flies are good. They have a hint of, like, vanilla in them. Other than that, they're just uh, uh, solid chocolate. And maybe on another show here, I'll catch up with Roy and um, and ask him what he thought of the bonbons. So, anyway, uh, so, good place. Uh, same prices. You're not going to miss anything going from one to the other. The only difference is, is that uh, Honey Dukes is much, much larger. So, get in there. Try out either one. But while you're in Diagon Alley, you might as well go ahead and check out uh, Sugar Plums Sweet Shop. Brand new. Okay, so next we are going to head into uh, and show you some some video here of the King Kong, the new Skull Island that's supposed to be opening, I believe, in July. I don't think they've given a, an absolute date on it yet, but I believe it, that it opens in July. Uh, this is King Kong Skull Island. It will be Diagon Alley's new attraction. So opening summer 16, as you can see there. And so... Ooh, let's see here. This was actually taken once again on a rainy day, same day. Uh, so you can tell it wasn't easy to get shots. We had to keep adjusting light on the camera as there wasn't near as much light, even in the parks is what you're seeing here. 
Um, it was tough. Tough day to get video. As you can see, we are coming up on it here. You can see the gates to the ride right there over top of the King Kong sign. And those gates had just been uncovered. So before that, they were covered by a uh, black tarp or something. And so you can actually see now the white skull. Sorry, guys. I'm not the tallest. I could have gotten other um, video if I'd have gone over into Camp Jurassic to try to get video from there. But it's not always the easiest. So I figure the next time we see this thing, I'll be able to video it and show it live to you. So I actually, though, went ahead and walked along the wall to kind of give you expanse, the expanse of how large this thing is. Um, it's huge. It's huge. The entire attraction is just huge. So anyway, um, can't wait for it to open. From what I understand, it's going to be large vehicles. Um, I'm not sure yet about the intensity of the attraction. So probably I don't like to give that by guessing because I don't want somebody to get on it and find out that uh, that they're miserable and here they you know thought it was going to be a different kind of attraction. So uh, I'm going to wait until I ride it in September. I'm sure we'll hear some other reviews before then from podcasters and stuff that are in the parks every day. So they'll give some reviews on, on what it's like. That's kind of a wide shot here of it. So you can see, uh, there we go, zooming in on those gates. You can see that skull in the gates. I, I hope everybody can get an idea from this video, just the size of this attraction. Anyway, okay, well, that actually shows you quite a bit of what's going on with, uh, with uh, King Kong Skull Island. So that'll be open, I would say, probably by July. Uh, I'm hoping, too, there's going to be an announcement about uh, um, a couple other things that I'll be talking about here in the show when they announce that uh, Skull Island's opening date, or even when it opens. Let's see here. Next, and I'm going to take up the – Connor and I took a walk up the walking path. I don't know if you've ever been on it. We actually have video on our site of it, and that walking path can take you from Cabana – and it'll bring you out into the parks over by um, uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Anyway, we took the walking path back and got some video along the way of the Sapphire Falls construction. So parts of this are kind of shaky. I'm going to try to edit around. So hopefully what you see by the time this is done is kind of a much more cleaner uh, version than even what I'm seeing as I'm recording the show. Once again, Sapphire Falls is going to open, I believe, in July. I know it is in July because they've already been taking bookings to this place. And um, and those bookings, I believe, started with stays beginning in July. So it's going to be right in that time. So it's going to be a busy month in July for uh, Universal as they're opening uh, Skull Island and opening Sapphire Falls at the same time. There's another shot. This is actually from the bridge, one of the uh, walkover bridges uh, from uh, as you're walking to Cabana. This is probably over by, um, oh, what's it called? Port Portofino Bay, I think is the name of the hotel. So you can see there the river. The river there is really cool, too, uh, as it's colored. I think it's just colored and the way it shapes and winds through the tree lines and everything. It's just really something else. So, and you can actually take a boat into several of the hotels, Porto Vino, I think the Hard Rock, uh, and one other you can take um, take the boat into, but not into Cabana, and from what I understand, not into Sapphire Falls. So, it's going to be bus or walking the walking path. Uh, if you watch that walking path video we did, it takes about 12 minutes to do the path, so it's not horrible. And that's from the farthest point 
which is at Cabana. We got a few more pieces of video here as we headed up the path. As you can see here, this is uh, you can see this road actually heads up into the Pacifica Ballroom, as you see right there. Um, and right now, the entrance is all wiped out, so you so that they can do construction. It's kind of working as a construction entrance. I'm just zooming in here so you can kind of get a look as to the size and everything that's going on. And then we'll continue up the walking path here. And as we continue up the path, this gives you an idea as to how big this place is. Now, of course, right now, it doesn't give you depth to, uh, to how large the resort is. But I'm going to be able to give you some of that here, too, as we go along. So uh, let's just enjoy a little bit of our walk up the path here. Uh, take a look at uh, what this place is going to look like from the walking path. This place is going to be a little more expensive than uh, if you're staying at Cabana. It would be kind of their moderate, I believe, between the deluxe, which is going to be Hard Rock or Portofino. Um, and so uh, I think you're looking into the 200 and some dollar range to stay at Sapphire. And this is where we stopped right before you head up the bridge that will take you over to Cabana. And the amazing thing was, is that they, it was raining quite a bit over the couple of days. Well, the day that we were here, and they were working like it was another sunny day. Uh, I, I did notice that construction on this same day and the day before was not going on in areas of uh, Disney. They had stopped working because of the rain. So this could be due to the reason why projects are getting done a lot faster in Universal. Uh, so this is showing you the expansion of the resort. This is off of the bridge. Uh, heading over, that's Cabana right there on the right-hand side. This I'm going to zoom in on. Looks to be like a little waterway that you'll see as you pull into Cabana. I'm sorry, not into Cabana, into Sapphire Falls. So as you can see, one, two, one, two, three, four. I think it's about five, two, three, four, five, six, seven stories to this hotel. And it heads way back in. So, And the last shot I've got here is actually taken from Cabana. And you're looking across the road to uh, to Sapphire. And there, and I'll zoom in on it here in a second, is a new parking garage that they just finished. I believe it's finished. So that gives you an idea, too, how close it is to Cabana. All right, so remember, everybody, this opens in July. Okay, and I'm going to give you a quick overhead. Uh, this is kind of what it's going to look like. This is a rendering that I pulled off, and it was actually out of the uh, blog, Universal blog to give you a good idea of what this place is going to look like. All right, next, we are going to head into uh, the new land purchase that uh, Universal just made. And let me pull up this shot here. Okay, so what you can see on the right-hand side of this is the new land purchase. This is actually 475 acres in several different parcels. Uh, they paid $134 million for this. I guess they closed on it about December 15th of 2015. So what I did here, on the right-hand side, you see the actual areas that they've, they've purchased. Uh, 300 and some acres in the largest parcel there. 340.6, I think is what that says, acres. And then uh, the other pieces are broke up into small acreage. Uh, if you then look over on the map on the left-hand side, you're going to see the universal... Orlando Resort, and then you look down and you'll see the part in the next box down on the right-hand side. This is actually pretty close in that red box to where this property lies. 
from what I understand, it's about two miles from the uh, Universal Orlando Park. So probably not going to be able to use waterways from what I can see here because actually in between those is Lockheed Martin uh, and their, uh, their base there. And so they're obviously not going to be able to just cut through there. But what I did notice is Universal Boulevard does run all the way down past this area, clear down into uh, down by SeaWorld. And so I thought, well, it looks like probably bus route from there, unless they would decide to do something else like monorail or something like that to get people back and forth. Monorail or something like that is really cool, but also very expensive. So um, probably I would say what you're looking at for now would be busing, maybe back and forth from the parks. Now, some of the rumors that I've heard is to make additional room in the existing parks of Islands of Adventure and Universal Orlando, actually, Universal uh, Studios, uh, is that they're going to pull a lot of the offices or all the offices that are now on site out of there and put them down into the new property. Now, that's not going to take up near uh, you know, a large part of this new property, but it'll open up acreage in the existing parks that they can do additional stuff on. I've heard rumors uh, of a lot of things of what they're going to put in this new property. Uh, some people would say, yeah, they're going to do a uh, Lord of the Rings park. Uh, I also heard that they were going to do something with Nintendo. Now, from what I understand, their Nintendo is supposed to start construction uh, in November of this year, 2016, where the kids zone is at currently in uh, Universal. So uh, it doesn't sound like that's that's going to happen in the new area. So right now, the official line from Comcast, who owns Universal Properties, is that they don't have any immediate plans for this. But uh, I, I think that they probably they have an idea when you spend this kind of money. They have an idea of what they're going to do with it at some point. So um, now the thing that I did notice also is if you look down below, this property is actually very close to the SeaWorld property, SeaWorld and SeaWorld Aquatica. Uh, if anybody has followed SeaWorld, you know that since the whole Blackfish thing came out, SeaWorld's attendance has really struggled. Uh, they've lost quite a bit of money in the last two years. Uh, as far as market share, they're, they're struggling in that area. This also could be a strategic thing on Universal's part, that should SeaWorld fold and go up for sale, then Universal is right there by it and ready to purchase purchase that area. And so that would even expand them more. I think at least for now, what we're looking at is uh, a third gate with this new property. And, and then if uh, SeaWorld would struggle, there's a good chance that you're looking at a fourth gate and then some. And a lot of the infrastructure would already be built there. They could just go in and I believe probably um, uh, theme it much better than what it is now. But who knows? Uh, as I said, I'm speculating on quite a bit of things here. Uh, the land is bought, though, and if you follow much with, um, with Universal, then you know that they don't really sit on things for too long. Um, so usually when they, they purchase something, they get started on it quickly. Uh, okay, uh, and I, you know, I haven't followed up on things for a little while now. With you guys, but so what's going to happen this year, from what I understand, is you're going to have um, uh, let's Sapphire Falls is opening. Um, you're going to have a Skull Island opening. Then you're going to have um, 
next year in 2017. You're going to have Volcano Bay opening. I think the new Jimmy Fallon attraction will open next year, which they're moving along on quickly. Um, they're also going to be opening the new Fast and Furious attraction. And so those are three more openings for 2017. I also look for them to announce something, a third, I think a third gate. Um, and so you, they'll probably announce that this summer or leading into everything else, which is going to keep this thing rolling, which is really what they're trying to do right now. It's working out very well for them. If you've looked at their, uh, uh, shares, they actually, their profit went up by, I want to say 14, 15% again this year. Uh, same thing as it did last year. A lot of people speculated they thought that it would slow down this year since they didn't really have any major openings like Diagon Alley. So anyway, as time goes by here, we will uh, wait and see what's happening with each place. As I said, uh, it is our uh, sincere attempt right now to get back down into the parks in September. And so then we'll bring you back video and stuff of Sapphire Falls and of the Skull Island uh, attraction with audio. Uh, we'll also be able to um, probably bring you updated video on what's going on with Volcano Bay and on what's going on with the Fast and Furious. And hopefully, you know, uh, they're moving along even quicker on the Fallon attraction and they're able to get that open um, maybe by December or so. So no solid dates have been released from uh, Universal on any of this. Um, but I expect for it to happen as quick as they can get it out because uh, Disney now is also working very quickly to get um, Pandora, uh, Land of Avatar open, uh, River of Lights open. They Let's see here. They're also looking to open uh, and get rolling their uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, this nighttime safari. Uh, so they're looking to expand the hours in that park and pull that into an all-day park. And so this is competition head to head. This is great stuff for all of us as consumers. So anyway, that is what I have. It's been good to just kind of get back with everybody and talk universal again. So we'll be back again soon. I'll have additional information as things come along. Try, I'm going to try not to keep such a large span between shows. So as things come up, as things are moving along, I'll be back with you. Until then, take care. Bye.